0: Gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. Sarah's already broken, and we've only just begun. <laughs>
1: We haven't even started yet. <laughs> Cat down instead of smack down. They're going after each other.
0: Alrighty. So this evening we are going to be discussing parenting. <laughs> Did I say that right?
1: Um, I guess so.
0: Sure. So the reason we're discussing parenting is because, uh, well, Sarah and I are parents. And every time Chris looks at somebody, they become a parent. So
2: <laughs> Not anymore. I got fixed.
0: No, yeah, not anymore. It got all snifty. Or, is that yeah,
2: it?
0: Is yeah, it, I guess snippy. Is it snippy or is it a knot?
2: It it
0: they in. You got to get close to the microphone. That's how it
2: works. They, what they, is going on? They they go in. They make a small little incision in the the the, the scrotum region. scroll <laughs> they, scrotor. They they slice it. They go in with a little pair of tools. And they go snip snip, no, and right. then they solder. And it'll cost me $25,000 if I want to fix it. So you want a knot be cheaper? Or like easier to A knot could come undone. Oh. You're like, no, screw that. Yeah, yeah. I got enough of these things running around. Yeah, I I got four of these little monsters. It's time to to cut it. Yeah. But now I get this thing called testicular torsion. And it feels like someone's kicking you in the nuts all the time. And... The medical cure for it is to literally go home and rub one out. That's kind of counterproductive, isn't it?
1: But also, by rubbing it out frequently, you're reducing your rate at possibly getting prostate cancer.
0: Yeah, I made Sarah look that up the other day.
1: (coughs) I can't wait. If anything ever happens to me, please don't look at my Google search. Or if anything happens to Matt, please don't look at my Google search.
2: (laughs) This conversation to the lifter.
0: Either way, don't look at her Google search. <laughs> so we're talking about Don't look at parenting. mine either. And we are parents. That's good because I was there when we did it.
1: I was there when we did it too. And when it came out.
0: Yeah, so was I. Yeah. You I was... were high as hell, but.
1: No, I'm sorry.
0: Well, yeah, but.
2: No. Give me that.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Give me that. I wasn't high because I was planning on doing everything all naturally. And I did everything pretty much all naturally. I had no painkillers in my system. The epidural is a freezing agent that goes in your back. And the only reason I had that was because I had to have a C-section, an emergency C-section. An emergency C-section. This is the one night I'm not drinking, just so you know. If
0: you stop <clears throat> explaining it, I can usually take it out. Yeah. <laughs> um... So when we were growing up, our parents were a lot more strict than what the average parent is today. For one, uh, if you were a kid when I was growing up, and according to my demographic, when you were growing up too, uh, if you stepped out of line, you got your ass whooped.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or if you said bad words, you usually got a bar of soap. My bar of soap incident wasn't necessarily a bad word. Just my dad had a rough day, and the word I chose just kind of set him off.
0: We need the word now. Dork. Yeah. Dork.
1: I called my brother a dork on the wrong night. And my dad said, that's it. It was during dinner. Got up, chased me to my room. I went under my bed. He pulled me from under my bed and stuck a bar of soap in my mouth.
0: Even though, like, does your dad even know that a dork is actually
2: a whale's penis? Probably. No. No. You guys got bars of soap? You're you're lucky. I remember saying, Fuck. I got a backhand and a mouth with a set of rings on and then laundry detergent. Powder? Like powdered laundry detergent. Oh, that might that. be a bit far, I think. A, a scoop of laundry detergent. And Did
1: you have to chew it? Yes. Do you eat oh. nerds now? Because, yeah, do you I love nerds. nerds. No, I love nerds.
2: Yeah, he likes it. I I I was a Tide Pod kid. Oh God. <laughs>
0: So, Before it was cool. But
1: considering that the word dork was the one that set me off, she set the stage. Picture this, 1983. <laughs> my brother was 10, I was three. And my mom asked me to call my brother in for dinner. He was outside playing. I go outside and I yell in front of uh, the whole neighborhood, get in here, you fuckhead. And my mom's standing there and she didn't know what to do. But she had to leave because she was going to start laughing. And she just told me to come in the house. And they were, she told my dad what happened. And he just starts laughing. And they didn't know how to deal with it. And then later on, my mom said that she, she was very proud of my creativity of stringing fuck and head together.
0: <laughs> it's a compound word, children.
1: Yeah. But dork is the one that got my mouth washed. That was so Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: but that other one's okay.
1: Figure that out. I don't want to. Fuckhead wasn't my first or last swear burden in between that and the dork incident in 1987. So. Well,
0: I, I think every parent out there reaches a point where they've just kind of had enough and they might overreact for a small thing or underreact for a big thing, just depending on how the day's been going. You know, you have a shitty day at work and things are going to happen that way. And the race is off. The cat's coming around the corner. There's Alexa in the lead. Come right up behind her is Lucy. Lucy's good and fluffy and she's not going to be able to keep up.
1: It's true. She didn't. She was way behind. Plus Alexa jumped over. Jeez. We're also cat parents. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there you go. Cat parents and people parents. But I've been a cat parent ever since I was old enough to have my own cat.
1: I was a cat parent since I met you. That's 10 years ago almost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In, uh Canada Day. Oh, Canada. Yeah. See, that's not copyright. You can You can sing anthems.
1: Especially if we sing the original one. Where before they changed it to make it for the snowflakes? Do
0: I have to sing the French part because I'd have to touch it up a bit?
1: No, no touching.
0: So <laughs> I remember growing up and breaking a window with a golf ball. I got grounded for at least a week.
2: That's a different episode. <laughs>
0: it's yeah, true. but but it's parenting, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I actually got no, no. I think I got the belt that night. Cause, cause windows, anytime glass got broken, you usually got the belt that night, The you know, the, um, the nice brass buckle. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up, parenting was probably a little bit easier for my parents, I think, because there wasn't so much weird people to deal with in the public or at Snowflake. least our perception of, because I remember my parents saying, you know, take this money and take this note to the corner store. And next thing you know, I'm coming home with
2: a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. And I'm not even eight years old at the time. Right. I, I lived beside a store and it got to the point where I could walk into the store, buy a pack of number sevens. And I, I would pay two and a quarter for a pack of smokes for my dad, bring them home. And I would smoke that pack of cigarettes that I apparently bought for my father. Oh, you didn't even have a note or you didn't? No, know? I didn't need a note. You didn't need a note. They're I didn't need like, a oh, note. These are
0: for my dad. Oh, okay. Here I, you go.
2: I actually have a funny story. So, um, a do couple. do that of, now? That's child abuse. Yeah. You sent your kid to the store to get you smoked. <laughs> they won't even sell. They will tell. Yeah, they won't even yeah. give it to
0: you. I know that because I sell cigarettes because I work at a convenience store. remember you, I'm
2: going to have a big idea. Yeah. So (laughs) you're how so two No three weeks three weeks ago I was I had to go to the hospital and where I live now um is like one of the neighborhoods that I grew up as a as a kid in. So I was walking down the street and uh there's a convenience store at the corner here in Hamilton. It's at the corner of Robert and Wellington. And the guy who owns the store, his name is Yogi. So when I was a kid, my dad used to send me to the store. And uh, that's like when you could first rent like VHSs and stuff like that out of the stores and stuff like that. So I would go in and I'd get a movie. I'd get my dad's smokes and, you know, junk food for the night. And that's that was the deal. Like I was seven years old and the other three weeks ago I went by and I seen the store was there. And there happened to be a gentleman working in the store. And I went in and I was like looking at the guy. And I I thought it was Yogi, but I wasn't sure. And sure enough, the gentleman who was in front of me was like, okay. Have a good night, Yogi. And I was like, holy shit. Like this guy still owns a store like, you know, 30 years later. And uh, I, I ended up getting a rock star in a pack of smokes. And he was like. I know you. And I was like, Do you? He's like, Yeah, your name's Chris, and your dad was Bob, and you used to come in here all the time, and you got hit by a transport truck. He's like, I'll never forget you because you're the kid who should have died. And like, that's thir- another podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 30, 30 years later, there's <laughs> still, like, just by looking at my face, like, remembering me, like, it was just like, Wow. Yeah.
0: Almost like you were a son. So oh. back to parenting.
2: Yeah, back to parenting.
0: Um, being a dad, I find. Alexa. Can you pick that up?
1: Yeah. I'm trying. To... Sorry, our pussies are out of control. <laughs> See,
0: normally when the cats are around with something jingly, I give them catnip before we record so that they're so wired they just fall asleep and don't bother us. But I forgot this time. Now she's looking for it and doesn't know where it no, is. No,
1: l- Lucy's looking to get onto the table because it's square. Get down. So, Lay down.
0: becoming a parent myself was relatively easy. When I was growing up, I did a lot of babysitting and stuff like that. I took a babysitting course, got a certificate, blah, blah, blah. I had that too. Any, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, Don't even think about that it. was easy enough. And then even when my brother and sister were old enough that they didn't need babysitting anymore, then I was still being called to babysit for my aunt, Aunt Becky. So, there's Nathan and jess and jenna that i had to take care of and there you go i bet you they don't listen to the podcast so they will never even hear their names it's great but i um, so
1: tagging jess in this
0: yeah go for it
1: so and i'm ta- tagging aunt becky too
0: oh well good aunt becky's a good mom
1: she is awesome yeah. that's why we referred to her as awesome aunt becky
0: yeah awesome aunt becky
1: and uncle and uncle tough enough
0: <laughs> i couldn't have her as a mom but i'm glad to have her as an aunt there you go that's how that works. Oh, my microphone's tilted, too. Oh, don't tilt it. I can't remember what I was saying. Oh,
1: how being a dad was easy because oh, you were already being Oh, so then
0: the uh, after that, uh, I was finishing up high school and stuff like that. Eventually, I moved to Hamilton, and my sister shortly thereafter started to have kids. So, to help her, I was doing the parenting thing all over again, you know, changing diapers, making sure they're fed, you know, all this kind of stuff, all the the parental duties. So mm-hmm. I became awesome Uncle Matt in a way, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> well, even so much so that Atoria still comes over now. and
1: She's 16.
0: She's 16. Oh, God, what happened? That's yeah. another thing, too. The older you get, the faster time goes, and it's not fair. Because then you start to appreciate the time, but yet the time still goes faster. So Uh it's kind of a cruel, cruel situation.
1: Well, when I became a parent, it was pretty much new to me um, because I was the youngest. I have only one sibling. He's seven years older. I have tons of cousins who are younger than me, but they were almost a lot of the ones that I was close to were closer to my age. So obviously I wasn't babysitting them or anything. And then as we got older, you know, the family wasn't as close as we could have been. Or should have been, and then um. Well, my niece and nephew aren't technically my niece and nephew because they're not blood related, but I love them like they are, and I will always defend them and refer to them as my niece and nephew. But Caitlin and Evan, um, Caitlin's twenty four and Evan's twenty one. They lived out west, so when they came here, Colleen, as you she's been on the podcast, she's the aunt um she's like a sister to me and her sister's like a sister to me um she was always the one who happily did the diaper changes and i would just watch you know that kind of thing
0: yeah so- kathy was on the last the Lost episode oh
1: yeah the Lost episode um but i didn't have the ex- i still didn't really have the experience with them because they also didn't come out a lot i think the most experience i had was with probably evan when he was only three months old, they came out West or come, came from out West and came here. And Evan would not stop crying. And we all kind of, he, you couldn't put him down. As soon as you put him down would start crying, start crying again. Damn, yeah. So he knew who was holding him. So a lot of the times I'd be walking around with him, holding him in my own certain way and singing to him. Maybe the song choices that I was singing probably weren't really appropriate, but they were the only songs I knew the full lyrics to at that time. So But it would soothe him and he would stop and he would be good and he, you know, a good little baby when you're holding him. But then you put him down. He was a tyrant. Love you, Evan. Um, You're still my favorite nephew. Um, My only nephew, but that makes it easy. Um, But yeah, like that was pretty much the closest experience I ever really had with it. And then when I found out I was pregnant, I was petrified. I don't know if it was noticeable. Um, That I was scared shitless of becoming a mom.
0: Yeah, it is a different experience when it happens to you. Um, Chris had that first happen to him when he was eight.
2: What? Well, you got so many damn kids, you must have started early. 24. <laughs> my first, oh, wow. My first child, Hayden, who is now 13 and actually graduating high school, or graduating grade eight going into high school. Um, was when I was 24 and when me and his mother found out that she was pregnant, I was not in the shape to be a father. I was not mentally or mature enough to be a father. So I had to grow up real fast. (laughs) And then when Hayden was born, he was colic and his mother went through postpartum so for a lot of women do so for 9 months i did not sleep and like i was with that boy night and day there was like most babies most babies sleep for 18 hours a day no that kid screamed for 18 hours a day oh god no thanks and like it was <laughs> hayden hayden was hard like when i had hayden it was hard and unfortunately When me and his mother had a falling out, and we were no longer together. Um, Well, you can explain why it was hard with Hayden. Well, he has... my my oldest has autism. But at the time, we did not know that he had autism, and that's why he was the way he was as a baby. Because you cannot... they cannot diagnose a, a male with autism until they're technically five. You cannot diagnose... Just because we develop a little slower or something? It actually, so boys can be diagnosed at the age of between 2 to 5. They can diagnose... Keep going. We're going to yeah. pour one out for autism. Um, you can diagnose um, a male between 2 and 5. A female cannot be diagnosed until they're 13, 14 years old. That's b- brutal. Because... Um, the way that the studies have shown is that um, a girl knows how to, and it it sounds bad, but a, a female knows how to act. They know how to make it. Um, a, a woman knows how to sh- show their emotions and stuff.
1: We also know how to manipulate situations. It's a god gift. Wow. Well,
2: yes, but like coming from an atheist, that's
0: great. Well, it's a nature natural gift, is
1: what I'm saying.
0: Okay, it's yeah, natural gift. It's but
2: it's, they because they interact the way that girls interact with each other, it's they they learn to mimic is the best way to the best way to put it is they they learn how to mimic emotion and stuff like that from other girls, right? Whereas boys our chemical uh, brain waves don't allow us to do that though that so that's why it's easier to diagnose in a in a boy at a young age than it is a girl so when we found out that hayden was autistic that's when like melissa his mother and i both started like i the first thing i did as soon as i found out was like did as much research as i could and uh we we try still to this day the poor, the poor boy can't put his shoes on the right feet, but, uh, and he gets duck feet as we call it. But like, he was, he was difficult when I had my second child, Aubrey, it was different because now it's a girl. And when I had my girl, daddy instinct kicks in and it's like, no, nope. every man's looking every man like, right. So you don't trust nobody and all of that. So, with her, I was more protective, and me and her mother weren't together when she was born at all. But, like, that, she's my oops baby. Like, literally, she was the one, I love her to death, but...
1: He's niece in the direction of her yeah. Well,
2: she's pregnant. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> that, it was literally a three-month relationship. <laughs> like... And then, like, I haven't seen Aubrey in a year and a half. Oh, wow. So, like, it's... With Aubrey, it's hard because, like, I was there for... When she was, like, a couple months old until she was two. And then I moved away. I moved out to Dunville with Kendra. And then her mother pulled her away from me so that... Like, I don't have the connection. Whereas with Riken and Aurora... I have that father connection. I was there for three years with Reich and I was there for two years with Aurora. So they, like, even when I left last weekend, it was, Daddy, why are you leaving us? We don't want you to go pull on the heartstrings a little more. Why don't you? But with them, it was, <clears throat> it was like, um I was hands-on 90% of the time with them. Right? So, like, yeah
0: without with laying hands well yeah but I not, mean not like, that kind of hands on
2: no 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 I mean like I was there to change the diapers constantly get up in the middle of the night for feedings uh, spend two hours walking you know around the house with a screaming baby because they're teething all that stuff whereas with the other my two oldest I didn't have to do that right so it was with the two younger ones I have even though I have a 13-year-old child, and I say I've been doing this for 13 years, technically, I, I haven't. I have the experience from when Reichen was yo- or when Hayden was young until about eight months old, but after that, it was basically a weekend dad.
0: Yeah. And there's been a lot of weekend dads. Um, when I was growing up, uh, my parents divorced when I was eight. So... I I so get the weekend dad thing, but as things go, uh, as a parent, you can't do any better than your best. Um, I know some people struggle to see their kids every weekend. You know, whether or not it's scheduling or finances or just the relationship with the ex partner that you just, for whatever reason, can't get to see your loved ones, and that to me would probably be one of the hardest things to do. As a parent, was is to be separated from your child. Uh, my daughter goes to school in a different uh, city, yeah, like or a different, town, a yeah. different town entirely, because <clears throat> the education system is is one point better. But
1: uh, also safety, <laughs> safety, safety a, is the a, biggest issue. Actually, when you think about it, because we're sacrificing our time with her and and those experiences with her through her school for the fact that we want to keep her safer because the school that she was supposed to go to here wasn't as safe there was a lot of drugs being done in kindergarten bathrooms there was a lot of uh allegations of teachers locking kids in storage closets when they laughed or t- spoke at a turn
0: we heard of homeless coming in off the streets and causing all kinds of ruckus yeah, and they would just
1: let strangers walk because it was right by the stadium so they would let Strangers walk through the school to get to the other side of the street because they're too freaking lazy to go around. And I'm sorry, that is not a place I want my kid to go to. So it also concerned my parents, and we're lucky to have my parents actually because they've done so much. Um, we have to sac- we have to make sacrifices as parents, and sometimes it sucks. And but we do what we have to do so that they can grow and succeed and be healthy and be safe and. It's more difficult, I think, on us in the long run than it is on the kid. Because I I always check in on our daughter. And I say, hey, honey, do you know, if you ever want to come home and go to school around so that you can be closer to mommy and daddy, all you have to do is say the words. And she's like, no, I love my school. I'm happy. Okay, okay. That's all I need to hear.
0: And and she also gets to have a great relationship with her grandparents. Yeah. Because that specific set of grandparents only has River and will yeah. only get River. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think your brother is the adopting type.
1: No, well, my brother and my brother in law are in. Well, my my brother's forty nine. I was going to say they're in their fifties, but my brother in law is is in his mid fifties, and um, they like to travel a lot. They like the finer things, and I think having a child, especially at the age that they're at now, would just kind of, you know, pull the brakes on the stuff that they really love doing together,
0: like their cheese night.
1: <laughs> they're the chikoo to chikuki de bior- the jacuti D board? The jacuti. They like those jacuti boards. I can't say the word. This is going to I don't a... know
0: what word you're looking for. The,
1: the cheese and the ham and the bread and the stuff. It goes on a wooden board. The jacuter, jacuti. Jacuti. That Okay, this is going to be the best part of the whole podcast is me trying to say the fucking word. Um. Anyways, it's like the cheese board thing. Sure. That... It's, a it's a platter, but it's on a wood board. Yeah, and they got like spreads and shit, and people yeah. finger things, and they just pick things up, and it's I don't know, it's not doesn't sound sanitary, but whatever. Fondue for, do. Fondue for <laughs> two, yeah. Um, but oh, the no. but they like that kind of stuff, and they like their drinking, like they like their wine and everything, and you know, I I think if they were maybe at a different time in their life, being parents, being fathers, would be different for them. And I th- I think they've made the right decision. I think they know where they're at in their life. And I think they understand that, you know what? This is our life. This is our lifestyle. We enjoy it. We don't feel empty. We're happy. We have our dog. We have our cat. We're good to go. You know? So, and I'm proud of them. Like, I'm proud of them for not just saying, oh, hey, because we're married now, we have to adopt or have a baby through, like, a surrogate. No, no, no. There, there's... You know, and I think it's the same with any other couple too.
0: Oh, I know many couples that choose not to either choose not to or physically can't. Yeah. And, you know, might also just not want to. Like, like, like,
1: I know lots of, I have lots of friends who just don't want children and they feel pressured. And I feel so bad that they're being pressured. And that's not right. Never pressure anybody into having children.
0: Well, if you think about it, they're kind of doing the population a favor by not.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like
0: there's uh, there's too many of us to begin Even though
1: some of the people that I know who don't want children, there's nothing wrong with them that it would make the population better. They're good people. They just choose not to want children. They don't really like children. They like their life the way that it is. And you know what? More power to them. And
0: well, the one thing that bugs me is the people that have too many children. So they'll have like 10 kids all in tow. And it's like, you know what? Nowadays, you don't need to have those kind of numbers of kids because like. Oh, they have people, extras
1: in case one gets hit by a car yeah, while but playing people baseball people aren't or
0: dying at the <laughs> age of 15 anymore, you know? They're living a lot later <laughs> than 34. They're building their own you know? baseball team. <laughs> do you understand yeah, what i mean yeah. well, like they're, they're
1: overpopulating for the sake of overpopulating uh, yeah
0: like the life expectancy back in the day when people were having like 15 10 kids whatever was the time where you weren't expected to see your seventh birthday you know what i mean like it was, have it
1: was, 14 kids and expect three like one like, quarter of them to live yeah yeah
0: yeah so like back then it made sense because if you didn't have a whole bunch of kids you weren't going to have any kids by the time you were 16 you were 65 (laughs) and retiring and needed someone to take care of you which is i'm pretty sure the path we're all on
1: Uh, feels like it um but the other thing is too if you look at it the the families that are still doing it that way um and i'm not trying to knock anybody directly You're looking at the Catholics who don't believe in birth control. Um, You're looking at the... I I
0: think that's kind of been done away with now. uh,
1: Yeah, but I mean, there's still a lot of those old school Catholic families that that still don't believe in birth control that they think it's, you know, whatever. Um, And then you have the the Christian Dutch reforms who you can't even dance on Sundays or dance at all. And you can't spend money on Sundays because it has to be church 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 you can't even make dinner on Sundays you have to make it the day before well, I know so my it's like almost like they're having sex just they're having babies just so they can have sex because they're not I don't know if it's because they're not allowed to have just random sex to feel good or if they just do it to procreate so they can have sex you know like I don't know but it's always those two big groups that seem to have a lot of children yeah. <laughs> oh god that yeah I don't know Oh, God, I bet you that's a, definitely, that's a, what do you call it? A Buick down the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Actually, I think in her case, it'd be a Penny down the brown, Grand Canyon. No,
0: no, it's a Winnebago in the oh. Grand Canyon. Yeah, I go a little bit bigger. Give the guy at least some credit, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe he has a micro dick. Micro penis. And we're back to the micro penis conversation. Hey,
0: that's what parenting is all about. <laughs> Sometimes people have
2: micro penises. Okay. Now, let's get this topic back. I've Back on to parenting. That's on my goodness. Yes. Yes. Um, now, when I was back to where we basically started, um, being disciplined and stuff like that, nowadays it's so the standards. Like, I'm what they call a stern dad. I, I,
0: I will be classified as such, too.
2: I am. I think. But I'm also a bubble parent. So, like, if my kids are doing something that I think they're going to and get hurt or, you know, something that I, I think they're going to get hurt with. I'm the one that says, don't do that. Don't, don't take that chance to get hurt because as a child, I got hurt so much. And like, uh, unfortunately, like I, I pay for it now and I don't want my kids to have maybe like, you know, a slow memory or anything like that. There could be other things that make my memory slow, but that's a different topic, <laughs> different podcast. <laughs>
0: but like well, when it when it comes to like discipline and things like that, I don't think it's necessary to strike a child, but you still need to have some form of discipline. See, I was lucky, I was born with a commanding voice where I can you know lower it and make it sound more like your father m- like my father, yeah, oh, when he got mad matthew you you ran, you ran you yeah that the voice, yeah. If you heard him walking and the thumps were a little bit louder than usual, you were probably getting the belt.
1: But now he doesn't even have to do that. All he has to do is use his finger. He just points his finger at you and talks and it just moves it enough.
0: Oh, no, you didn't notice the tone.
1: Oh, no, I did. But it was the finger that got me because he was making a point and you were watching him make that point and listening to him make that point so to me I and all he
0: did was put out his finger yeah. while he was. oh he
1: did that was all he did he always he put his finger out see i was i don't think that you're as stern as you think but you are commanding enough that she that our daughter sometimes doesn't want you to know things because she's afraid of what you're gonna say or she's afraid that you're gonna be disappointed you know and so sometimes she'll say something like mommy please don't tell daddy and i'm like okay fine whatever it's not that big of a deal you know, she dropped the F-bomb in the car because she was quoting me. It's That's on me, not on you. Oh, and she,
0: she said, don't tell daddy that yeah, she
1: yeah, Yeah. You know, oh, like, that's cute. And there's some things that she says, oh, don't tell daddy I did this. And it was like minor. Like, I don't even know why you're worried about it. Well, like, I, I you know that like. I so feel... she's just so afraid of disappointing you. I think that's the big thing. She's yeah. not so much afraid of getting in trouble. Does she like getting in trouble? No. But she also doesn't get in trouble that often.
0: Yeah, well, as for upbringings have come, we were completely lucky with River. Uh, Never cried unless it was important. Um, Never. No no fuss, no Never ever had a temper tantrum. No temper tantrums. Like, maybe a little bit sad, but never a temper tantrum. Um, Anytime at a store where she's like, oh, Dad, can I have this? Sorry, hun, not today. We don't have the money for it. Okay, Dad, back on the shelf it goes last I hear about it. Yeah. Like, that's not like what it was when I was I drawing. was the opposite. I would oh, throw I a used... temper
1: tantrum in the store to the point where my mom would grab my arm and drag me out of the store. I,
0: I've probably lost my shit once or twice, you know.
1: Well, I, to, I, I was notorious for it. You know,
0: you know, you wanted that Batman figure or whatever. Well, and... That's a
1: podcast. Don't ever ask my parents to come on and tell stories about me as a kid. Please don't ever do that. I was a horrible I'm child. It. I'm so sorry, I'm Mom and Dad. I was a horrible child. Was the
0: same job. I, I got... <laughs> at least one of their phone numbers i can figure it
2: out <laughs> i got your dad on facebook oh shit yeah i was so bad that i got grounded which is another podcast yeah, yeah
0: let's stay away from them otherwise we're yes. going to be talking about nothing on that one
2: no 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 this one the i'll i'll reiterate on this one i'll just give a hint on this one but 2 months my grounding was 2 months And was it deserved? Hell yeah. Because what I did should have never been done. And the punishment was well deserved. And I, looking back on it, I was like, at that time, I was like, god damn, I lost the whole summer. Like, I sat inside while all my friends sat outside playing. I was. Did in the you house.
0: push a wheelchair kid down a hill like in Mac and Me?
2: I stole six. No, I stole six hundred dollars worth of groceries from the the grocery store. Because, Impressive. Because I was not in the best upbringing, didn't have things, and I wanted T-bone steaks. I wanted bricks of cheese.
1: Oh, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> How old? you?
2: I was 10.
1: What 10 year old kid wants T Bone steaks and cheesy bricks? Like, were they like the upscale cheesy bricks? Like $20 cheese bricks?
2: No, like, I'm talking like cracker barrel (laughs) bricks of cheese. I, so I walked into the store and I had big. This is a big hint. The parachute pants, but like, you know. And did what I did. I'm not gonna incriminate myself any more than what I already have. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, and I had everything hidden in my room. I put the meat and stuff in the freezer and stuff like that. But my dad, when my dad come home and realized like I didn't buy this, where did this come from? And he walked into my room and there was literally like I'm talking food from wall to wall. I had scattered the food all throughout my room and he asked where it came from. Was he pissed that I did it? Yeah, hence the two months of grounding. Did he make me go back and return it? No. <laughs> so, oh. right? Mm. like, But mm, I learned my lesson from two months instead of, you know. Yeah, but you ate good. Well, yeah. <laughs> but.
1: you allowed to
2: eat the steak? Of course I was. So
1: my dad would have made me-
2: I wasn't allowed any of the junk food items that I stole, though. So, like, the chips, the pop, all that stuff, I wasn't... I walked out of the store with a case of Pepsi.
0: Like, those are some big pants. One trick that my dad did, and uh, as a parent, that really kind of stuck with me. We were having craft dinner for lunch and i knew my brother every so often used pepper so after i finished using it i unscrewed the cat as you do <laughs> <laughs> right so he gets the pepper all over like i'm talking like the whole thing like like and it was a full one he 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 got the whole thing and i just start laughing my ass off and my brother immediately looks at my dad and tells him what happened my dad's like, did you do that? And just no, 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 no,
1: no. What? You're not allowed to talk to, about your dad or t- quote your dad without using his actual voice. Oh. You can't just say, and my dad said, blah, blah, blah. You have to go there. Oh. Go there, get go deep. Go there?
0: I Matthew, did you do that? Y- yeah? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, then you're going to eat it, smartass. And, and switch the plates. And pepper in large quantities. <laughs> can really get burning. You oh, know. We got to get kennels for these things. No, I wouldn't do that. So, oh,
2: I had a crack that. when I was a kid. You were a kid? Yeah, uh, uh, unfortunately. Um, it was a very good year. My, <laughs> I I, slept, like, I lived with my mom until I was six. And then I, I moved in with my father. And my father raised me until I was 16. And I said fuck this shit, um, I'm outie, because, well, I'm not the best upbringing. <laughs> but uh, I ended up riding my bicycle from Kyuga to Hamilton, 58 kilometers, so that I could move back in with my mom. And um, I'll never forget that the reason that I ended up riding my bike from my dad's to my mom's was because I come home from football practice and there was a rule in the house you don't eat unless we eat together and I was starving so I just opened a can of soup thought I had enough time to make the can of soup hide the evidence get away with having a can of soup before dinner before my dad got home which he wasn't supposed to get home for another two hours and he grabbed the can of soup and smoked me in the head with it like literally in a plastic bag smoked me in the side of the head with a can of soup and wow, I, good times. So I, the next day, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Not dealing with this no more. Jumped on my bike and come back to live with my mom. But when I moved in with my mom, because she knew the way my dad had raised me, I got too much leniency. And it was how on earth. Because I was allowed to do what I wanted, what I wanted. And there was no leash. And it was to the point where I started to rebel because I felt like, okay, the only way I'm going to get the attention that I want is if I do fuck up. And if I don't, if I'm doing stuff that, you know, normal teenagers should do, you don't give two shits like going out and smoking and smoking dope and shit like that. She didn't give two shits about that. It was the second I, you know, when the cops are bringing you home at two o'clock in the morning, because, you know, you and two of your buddies have, done something that you shouldn't have done, and, you know, the the cops are like, okay, well, he's not of age to arrest, but, you know, we have to return him to you. Yeah. So, like... I bet you some night she wishes they didn't. Well, yeah. But, like, I got away with murder with my mom up until I was 17, and then finally she put her foot down. and. Also a very her. good year. <laughs> 17 was not a good year for me. <laughs> that means you did it wrong. Well, 17, I lost my grandfather. Well, oh. and then the next year, I lost my grandmother while locked up in jail. Oh. So, yeah, not too, not good years. <laughs> well, I, I lost my
0: grandfather, well, the first one back in 97. So, that was, that was a long time ago.
1: Um, It's weird because you guys both came from broken homes, right? I came from your typical nuclear family you know parents together one boy one girl lived in a house blah blah blah
0: they're nuclear because they blow up at each other
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much um but i think if you were to ask my parents which child was easier to raise they would probably say my brother because he was a lot more calmer didn't really get into trouble that they knew of i know a lot more than they do um I mean, he did some pretty stupid things. His He would be good to have on the I Almost Died podcast that we're planning on doing. Because he almost died multiple times. Well, there you go. I mean, he's not really good at failing.
0: So what about parental loopholes or sayings that you can think of? Like, I can think of one like, uh, go ask your mother.
1: My dad always said that. Yeah. And we, my mom would always say no.
0: We've said that.
1: Yeah. Or I look at you. Like, when River asked for pop tonight, I looked at you and went, well, daddy. It's
0: like Go ask your dad. Go ask your dad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's just... If I say go ask your father, it means I am going to agree with what you say. Yeah. You know, if you say no, then that's fine. I agree with that. If you say yes, then that's fine. I agree with it. Um, See. Because I don't always want to overstep either, you know, like, because I know how you think about things.
0: Well, I, I use that against my parents one time. I told them that dad said it was okay if it was okay with you. And then. I did the other one to the other parent, so both of them thought the other one said it was okay when both of them had actually said no.
1: Oh, we've all done that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and, and I got
0: sure. in a lot of trouble for that because they didn't even know where I went. I
1: was a lot smoother. I would just go to dad and say, oh, can so-and-so come sleep over, Or can I go to Patsy's? I mostly sleepovers at Patsy's house. Can I go to Patsy's house for a sleepover? And dad would be like, well what did your mother say? And I said, well, I didn't ask mom. Well, maybe you should. I'm like, but I'm asking you, you know? And he'd be like, well, I guess so.
0: Yeah. It like, eh, verifying. It was
1: more or so my dad would say, no, you go ask your mother if I wanted to have a sleepover myself because, well, not that my mom had any had any problems with some of my friends. She just didn't like kids in general, which is probably where I get it.
0: <laughs> I know a couple of families that have stayed together like that didn't get divorced, but like back in the 90s when it started to become acceptable to even think about divorce, even in a non-religious family, it was just taboo to get a divorce. Um, In the 90s, more and more people were getting divorced all the time, and the rate of divorce was just way up. So I think that's part of what made me picky to even be with someone long enough to get married. You know what I mean to to be able to trust them enough to get married in that yeah. respect, but that also could be the broken home thing, right? So,
1: well, yeah, you you bring a valid point because I mean, technically speaking, we were together five years before we got married, and we had River, and she was two when we got married. So, I mean,
0: we we figure stuff out before getting married, where a lot of people get married early and they don't have things <laughs> we, figured out. Matt
1: and I always joke that we got divorced first, and we're just going backwards. So now we're dating technically.
0: <laughs> oh neat! Yay! More movie nights.
1: Second base tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I don't even remember what second base is.
1: I don't even know what the
0: fucking bases are. I know are. what a home run is, and that's when second, things get wet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when things get wet.
2: <laughs> second base is when you get to play with her nipples. <laughs> oh, you do that on daily basis. Walk by. Nip. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> first, first base is a kiss. Second base is boob play. Third base's finger bang, home run, put your wiener inside. <laughs> yeah. well, I think, yeah, that's why they call it a home run. Stop <laughs> yeah. touching me. You, you get to touch home plate. <laughs> you get to touch
0: home plate. That's...
1: You were asking things about what parents say to you. Yeah. One of them was, if you don't stop right now, I'm turning this car around and nobody goes anywhere.
0: Yeah, I think you've used that one.
1: I have used that one, but it's more of a joke. Yeah. Because most of the time it's directed at you for starting shit. <laughs>
0: well, remember when we used that one? Uh, we went to Comic Con and Peter fell asleep in the back seat. No,
1: I... it was coming back from camping.
0: Oh, it was from camping. Yeah. And Fuck I look off. in the back, I'm like, oh, aren't they cute when they sleep?
1: Stop it. She keeps attaching herself to my sweater. Damn cat.
2: The yeah. one my mom used to use all the time was, I brought you into this world, and I, can I can take, take, you. take you out. Yeah. My mom
0: tried to use that one, but when you hit like six foot at the age of like 13,
2: that, that kind of goes by the wayside really fast.
1: My mom never used that one.
2: See, my my mama looked like a nice person. But you get on mama's bad side and she was a black belt. So she would kick your... That's f- racist. <laughs> she, she would kick your ass faster than you knew about it. If her sandals came off, you ran. Like, that was the rule in the house. If mom took her shoes off or her sandal off, you were fucked. Because you were either eating the sandal, and she wore Jesus sandals, as we called them, with, like, the freaking... Like
1: Birkenstocks?
2: Almost like yeah. Birken... With, like, the little loop on the toe and... The The rope that goes between. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it was like almost like a thong, but it had to have that loop on mm-hmm. the toe. And that's the type of shoe. Like that's the type of sandal my mom would wear. And if those came off, we knew we were in trouble because she was either chucking that thing like a boomerang. <laughs> or you were getting a kick in the freaking head. And I literally watched her one time. Take her shoes off, and my brother TJ stand in front of her and laugh. And she kicked him in the chin, and the kid fell over. And all we could do, and it was so fast that nobody even realized that she had kicked him in the face. And we we're oh, just wow. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. She she threw. I I'll never forget her throwing her sandal at me, missing and then waiting until I wasn't expecting it and using the other one to slap me with. Yeah. Like, gee, I got two of these things. I may have missed you with the first one, but I'm going to get you with the second one. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you pointed that right at
1: us. No, right at
2: me. You pointed his <laughs>
1: asshole right at me and let it rip. Speaking of shoe. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, my time. God. So my mom was completely different. My mom never said anything like, if I brought you into this world, fuck off, Matthew. I'll take you out. Or she never, my mom certainly never, ever took her shoes off to hit us or kick us. But she was more passive aggressive, which is probably where I get it. See, my mom doesn't really do the whole conflict thing. She just kind of ignores it. Um, But she'll say, the most she ever really, really would say, would wait till your father gets home that was scary enough um my mom
0: got mama bear syndrome one time when uh, me and a friend were riding our bikes down by the lake and uh, he was borrowing my mom's bike and whatever my friend ended up doing to a boat that was docked there uh, a guy in a camper who shouldn't have been there uh, came out and was asking them what he did with a key or a lock or something I don't know this is a long time ago so then the guy got all pissed off that he didn't get his lock or his key or his flashlight or whatever the fuck he was looking for, and took both of our bike or no took the bike that he was on, which was my mom's, and threw it into uh Georgian Bay, which at the time was freezing cold, like it was either early spring or late fall, either way.
1: <laughs> <Rip that fart>. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>
0: Taco night. Oh,
1: I'm so lightheaded. That was a revenge fart.
0: Oh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> what was I saying before I was so rudely interrupted?
1: I'm laughing so hard. I'm lightheaded.
2: You're on bicycle.
1: You're dirt. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I ended up running into the lake. Running into the lake and grabbing that. the bicycles. Get back home. Tell my mom about it. My mom packs up all three of us kids and my friend, goes ripping down there and gives the guy shit. Oh, then the guy thinks there. he's all finished with my mom and everything. My mom goes home and calls the cops. <laughs> and the cops go down there and actually had him pack up his shit and leave because he was staying there illegally because he just had like a, what was it like a camper van kind of thing? <coughs> so he just parked it there and I don't know if he even had a permit to put his boat there but he, he had a camp thing going there and it's like no you can't do it but yeah my mom went down there and i've never seen her so pissed off like
1: your mom is so tiny but she's she's like a chihuahua
0: like she's gonna
1: just bite your ankles until she hits a vein
0: it, it's hard to squeal the tires in a caprice classic like you know what i mean <laughs> like those things don't sit still very good you know anyway but yeah so we got <sighs> about 10 minutes left anything else we want to discuss about parenting
1: um, I wanna give a shout out to all the parents out there, past and current. You know, or well, not past, but, you know, like our parents, their parents and now us for dealing with like um hopefully she's asleep when I say this. Um holidays and getting especially our mothers who work extremely hard to make sure holidays go down smoothly and that, you know, dinner's on the table and and presents are wrapped and all the shopping and you know doing all that stuff because uh, i didn't understand until we became parents how exactly how much work went into pulling off christmas and easter and all that stuff and i have a higher appreciation for my parents and and my mom especially during those holidays of what they managed to pull off and oh, i can't even see now because that fart thing um <laughs> um you know, so I I actually, once we became parents, we were sitting downstairs, I was sitting downstairs Christmas Eve with mom and my grandpa, and I said, thank you. So think about that. Next time you're sitting there and complaining about all the presents you have to wrap and the stocking shit and stuff like that, make sure you say thank you to your parents for all that work. Yeah,
0: and not just the moms, the dads too, because odds are we'll probably not be doing anything parenting related for Father's Day, because fathers always get the shit end of the stick. So do mothers. I think mothers get a little bit more leeway than the Father's Day I'm only
1: making you do more stuff tomorrow, because I just don't feel like it. I have to do laundry anyway. That's not
0: what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... I try
1: to make Father's Day special for you.
0: That's not what I'm talking about either. I'm talking about society wise oh
1: yeah i agree
0: mother's day is like oh yeah let's get our flowers and chocolates father's day is like
1: here's a fucking yeah, tie
0: hey dad actually statistically uh well at least years back when more people did it the uh one holiday that the most collect calls were made was on father's day so they couldn't even pay for the phone call to call you
1: <laughs> well that's horrible Actually, you bring up a very valid point when you're talking about how fathers kind of get the shaft of things. And shout out to all the dads who on Christmas morning at like 2 a.m. are sitting there putting toys together, like bicycles and um, chemistry benches. Um, Bat caves. You know, and octonaut things. Anyways, so yeah. Barbie's dream house. So yeah, shout out to all the fathers who are up till 2 or 3 in the morning putting stuff together. You know, um, but yeah, you're right. Fathers get the shit end of the stick. Are you trying to fart again at me?
0: No, why? Because
1: oh, you're showing butt cheek and you're sitting kind of weird.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't make me revenge shirt because it might be a revenge me. shirt. Um, But even when you look at the court system, the men always, the dads always get the the crappy deal and not always going, to your, going with your mother is not always what's right for the child. But yeah, it's just become this... I want to say the word hierarchy, but I don't think that's the right word. Um, societal way of looking at parenting that where the the mothers more dominant and necessary. And I think we can establish that not all mothers are good mothers, just like we can say not all fathers are good fathers. But usually... Not
0: all people are good people.
1: But not all people are good people, exactly. And not
0: all people are people.
1: No, Summer. Fucking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that needs to change. And I think when... When a family separates and um, there's children involved, obviously, because that's pretty much the idea, I think the judge and whoever's deciding where the kids should go should really look into what's best for the child, not what's, what's expected for society. And if the father is the best place for that child to go, that's where that child should go. It shouldn't be because she's the mother and gave birth. It should be because he's the father and is the best place for that child to go. Yeah, and it sucks. And I I know a lot of friends who have that issue. You know where they they were raised in a shitty home because they had a shitty mom, but they, their dad was excellent when they got to know him better later down the line. You know what? Well, Chris looks like he wants to say something. No, no, you agree though yeah of course you do like because i mean i never mind i can't say that on the podcast but you know what i'm thinking right yeah because you know exactly how i feel about certain things yeah um so yeah yeah but yeah so they should be looking at the parents fairly not just because one has a vagina and gave birth
2: i agree i'm gonna end this one before matt gets a chance to oh okay love you mom R.I.P.